Hello and welcome to Couple of Vidgets, your daily episode-by-episode episode guide where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... Is his wife, Penny. Now that we have our mics on, it's working a lot better. Yeah, I had to chuckle because before I started talking, like, do you have your mic on? And he didn't hear me, and then he starts talking, like, your mic's not on. Did you have yours on at that yes, point, Yes, I too? did. I had mine oh, on. Oh, that's going to make for a hilarious opening to this show. <laughs> so I will spend a few days. We're a little bit rusty. Yeah, we're back after a bit of a holiday hiatus. Um, I know for you, you really enjoy watching this show, and you have mostly have all your notes already all done. But for me, it's kind of a daily test <laughs> to watch. First, first not fall asleep, which I tend to do while watching TV a lot. A lot, for sure. <laughs> uh, but then to keep notes, keep accurate notes, because I, you sometimes are not happy when I get details wrong. <laughs> You uh, become disgusted with me, and you give me the, are you even watching? Yeah, are you? did you watch the same show I did? Because clearly you weren't paying attention. Uh, but. but you know what? That's fine. That's fine, because I have a feeling that uh, when we get to our next episode-by-episode uh, episode series, which, of course, is going to be Mad Men, the... Uh, the shoe will be on the other foot. Then. No, because I have seen most of the episodes of that, and I do like the show. I just don't like the main character of the show. Oh, he's so good. I mean, John Hammond is an excellent, ac excuse me, excellent actor, plays Don Draper beautifully, but the guy's a man whore. Does it annoy you that I love him so much? No, uh, just the fact that he's a man whore. Oh. And it gosh. being the 60s, you know, I don't know if you've seen the show, but his second wife is an actress, and he has a conniption because she's a soap actress, and he has a conniption because she's got a scene where she has to kiss a co-star. But he's screwing every other woman in the building. And well, it's like, yeah, you know, double standards. Yeah, well, there's two people. <laughs> there's two there's different people. <laughs> so that's why I'm not a fan of Don Draper. I'm oh, a fan of the actor, okay. not a fan of the character. Well, let's not go into any more about that because that series will not be coming out for another year or so. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've got a lot of... We're only on episode 79 out of 327, so. Right. But I do want to do, uh, you know, a little roundup on Christmas here. We actually had a small bit of Christmas in our house for the first time. I don't know if you guys can hear her eyeballs rolling around <laughs> in her head, but Penny is rolling. It's the first time in uh, 23 years mm -hmm. that we uh, had a little bit of a Christmas. We have, there's evergreen in our house that's decorated with some bells on it. With some more. I mean, it's very pretty. And thank you, Rebecca, for yep. providing that. It is very beautiful. Just and then we, we got some bows. Yes. That were just, we got those bows with other things, right? Well, one bow came on that, but the other bow came from one of the presents your parents gave us. Okay. So then we hung bows up on uh, some knobs in the kitchen. Our kitchen and our living room. Basically, our whole house is just one big room. Pretty so much. So we had those decorations. And then... What else? Um, That's about I it. I mean, we watched the, the typical, we did watch, you know, the typical Christmas movies then of It's a Wonderful Life and Gremlins. And Gremlins. <laughs> and I do have to thank my mother and father-in-law, Peg and Scott Conderman. They bought me this really nice, fuzzy, warm throw. I love it. 
I sit here wrapped up in it every night, so thank you very much for that. Yeah, I got an awesome uh, flannel shirt from them, which mm -hmm. was great. And then Santa Claus brought you some themed gifts. <laughs> yes, he bought me Bobby Singer's Guide to Hunting and John Winchester Journal and a cup that starts off black when he put the hot coffee on it in it. It reveals Cass, Sam, Dean, Jack, and Baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you just get books, that's boring. You need to have a toy to play with, <laughs> even if it is a color-changing mug. All right, but you've already gone through, uh, you already read the, the Bobby book. Yes. So what was it called again? Bobby Singer's Guide to Hunting. Was it good? Yes, it was. Does it give you a lot of backstory or additions to the series, you think? I mean, no spoilers for me, because I'm still watching this. Right. But. It gives the only backstory it really gives is how Bobby actually got into hunting and how his character knows uh, how to speak Japanese so well and things like that. Other than that, because it's written as, uh, he thinks he's losing his memory for some whatever reason, so it's written, he's writing it on all this stuff for Sam and Dean to read in case he totally loses his mind. So there's the backstory of how he actually got into hunting the thing with his wife and everything. But then there are things mentioned in the book, what happens to other characters later in the season that you haven't seen yet yeah so that's why you cannot read this book until you're done watching the series okay or at least a couple more years anyway <laughs> then you can read it because of the fact that it will be spoilers for you yeah okay well that's fun mm -hmm. so it's a it plugs in more of the whole story the whole the, the supernatural universe exactly and then now you're starting on john's book so that's supposed to be like his journal that they're always referencing on the show exactly it's a kind of a copy of that yeah I mean, and it's so, so far it's okay. I mean, he wrote it in a journal. He's got dates like, oh, today is Dean's fourth birthday. Today is Sam's first birthday. Today would have been the fifth anniversary of Mary and I. And goes through kind of his emotions about what he's feeling about that. And then the actual hunting part and what he learns and, you know, writes down the stuff that I, later on Sam and Dean reference when they're hunting. So fun. So more backstory there. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you look and see if there are any more of those books? Because these two are like the exact same size. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure there are a lot. of. So I mean, even an, there is another one advertised on there. I don't remember the name of it. But, yeah, if you go online, like on Amazon and look up Supernatural books, there is a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Yeah, I wonder if, like, Lilith has got her own book. My memoirs as a five-year-old kid. <laughs> no, but what I would love is if they had a book written from Crowley's perspective, but you haven't met yet. Yeah, I don't know who that is. So. Interesting. Well, good, good. I'm glad you had a nice holidays. Yes. And, uh, yep, just uh, New Year's Eve, and then we can put this wretched year of 2020 behind us. Oh, thank you. I'm sure it'll ha get better from here. <laughs> and never say it can't get worse because guess what? It can always oh, get yeah. worse. It I'm can assuming always it's, get I'm worse. I'm assuming things are just going to get worse. As a matter of fact, yeah, I've officially run out of unemployment, and I don't know because the current president signed his the new bill late. I don't know. If yeah, that I don't know if that's going to kick in this week or next no, week, it's, and then they'll it's, catch you up. Or it's not. It's, the state website says it'll take a while for them to get the particulars from the federal government and how to implement it and stuff like that. So yeah. it could be a good month. But yeah, fortunately, it is retroactive. <coughs> it's just waiting that time for stuff to kick in. So. Yep. Well, you know, we're pretty lucky. Oh, very. You know, <laughs> we've got it. We got it better off. 
off than a lot of people. Oh, nowadays. for sure. Because fortunately, you're still working full time and you make relatively decent money. And the fact that you work from home, so you don't have the expense of having a drive. You don't have the wear and tear your car. The oil changes, like paying for gas, meals out, things like that. So Yeah, that step adds up. I mean, by the time you drive to, like, if you have a one-hour commute to work and back every day, it is really hard not to just spend $20 on yourself per day during that drive, either with breakfast or lunch or dinner on the way home, just fast food right away. Yeah, I mean, even if you think, well, I'm going to go out to lunch and I'm going to only spend Give yourself a little bit of $5 for lunch. What's well, 25 a week? That's $100 a month right there. Oh, yeah. It's impossible to eat lunch at $5. Yeah. I don't know where you're going. Even, yeah, even at McDonald's or Burger King or something like that, it's it's really difficult. Yeah, Unless like, you get their value meal. Oh. Yeah, most sit-down places, though, you know, kind of, I guess, white-collar places that you go for lunch, it's always at least 10 Twelve dollars, and with tip, it's always fifteen. And then, exactly, yeah, it's nuts. So uh, it is nice. Plus, I get your home cooking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did have a, a nice uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, the local store, the Piggly Wiggly, has standing rib roast on sale for a really nice price. So uh, we got one of those. Yeah, and we had a really good meal then. Yeah. And then leftovers, Rest- which are always best in taco format. <laughs> I don't know what it is with me lately, but man, I can stick any leftover in a big burrito shell, microwave it up, and it's delicious. Yep. All right, let's get into today's episode. Called, it was uh, season four, episode 19, Jump the Shark. Of course, we all know the term Jump the Shark. It's coined from uh, Happy Days when Fonzie... Uh, water skied and jumped over a shark and that was like the turning point of the show they said ever since from that moment on that show was just bluey right exactly it it was kind of the death knell for happy days so then a lot of people talk about other jump the shark moments and shows of course then uh brady bunch there's season i think it's season five that nobody ever remembers because they never played on reruns and it's with little cousin oliver so that was their junk <laughs> yeah little uh little cousin oliver because i was reading it's because you know the other kids were getting older and they wanted to keep the cute little kid factor in so they brought he in wasn't cousin cute Al- though he's a little creep yeah i not a fan of cousin oliver i don't think a lot of people were <laughs> no he had those big goony eyes and that creepy haircut yeah he was Well, he didn't have goony eyes. He just had big, round glasses. Yeah. Yeah, he had the big Coke bottle glasses. Um, I don't know. You know, everyone then, if something bad happens on a show, everyone then just runs around, jump the shark, jump the shark, the show. Uh, And then whatever year this came out, that phrase was, like, huge during that time. There was whole websites dedicated to fans determining when a show jumped the shark. Yeah, this came out in 2009. Uh, let's see. Originally aired April 23rd, 2009. Yeah, there was a website, jumptheshark.com. I loved reading it just because basically you could find old cool shows that people... Oh, it's now owned by TV Guide, and then it just gets redirected. So, yeah, that was a really cool website that's now gone. <laughs> Thanks, corporate conglomerates. <laughs> um. Let me get back to my notes here. So the show starts. There's a recap. Uh, 
John is talking to Sam. We see Sam drinking blood, and Dean is Dean is not happy with Sam. Anything else important happened in that recap? Um, yeah, the lot of uh, with John and Sam was a lot of their arguing about you know. John mentioned about Sam leaving, going to college, and then like, oh, but you're the one that told me don't ever come back, so you're the one that you know slammed that door, kind of, to kind of get it in the frame of mind that it might have something to do with that. But other than that, yeah, you've got the recap. Him right. drinking Ruby's blood, demon blood, things like that. So we see a house. There's some lady running and screaming. She's scared of something. She gets in a room, uh, shuts the door, pushes a big armoire in front of the door. By the way, painted white, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we see from the point of view of something under the bed, and it's creeping closer and closer because now she's like sitting on the bed with her legs dangling off. We see something closer and closer, and then it grabs her legs and pulls her under the bed. And that's the beginning of the episode. That's all that happens. But that whole pulled under the bed thing, haven't we already seen a pulled under the bed monster? There are lots of them. That's why when I sit on the bed and lost its daytime out, I never <laughs> dangle my feet over because of the fact that you don't know what's under there in the dark. Uh, yeah, one of the scariest, I probably said this before in a previous Pulled Under the Bed episode, but the scariest uh, episode of Dungeons and Dragons cartoons in the 80s involved kids getting pulled under the bed at night. Scared the hell out of me. You watch it. You'll be creeped out too by it. <laughs> you know, speaking of, this wasn't Pulled Under the Bed, but I remember years ago, and I do not remember the name of a movie. It was a horror movie. And this woman was being dragged somewhere. It's like, I think she's been like being dragged to hell um, but whatever creature had got her was like light sensitive so she had this camera with her she kept flashing and then she'd get released for a little while but then she, finally she ran out of film or flash or whatever and the creature drug her to hell i have no idea what the name of that movie was what was it well if it's drag me to hell i'm gonna be laughing my ass off I don't, that's what movie you're thinking of because no. you just said the name of it like five times in a row i said i think she's being drugged to hell i don't know well there was a movie called drag me to hell or something like that and it was about some lady kept getting dragged into hell so i think that's what you're talking about yeah but no this is from 2009 there's a movie called drag me to hell this is much older than that. This is like I'm talking about when I'm a kid. Oh, 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 okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about then. Okay. Well, you want to get back to this or keep going down here? Nope, we'll keep going back to the show, <laughs> back to our show. I'm okay. Just, yeah, sorry, my bad. No, it's fine. Just didn't know where you wanted to go with the conversation. So we see it's morning. The car's pulled over. Sam is standing outside brushing his teeth. Dean wakes up. Uh, he looks hungry. He says he's hungry. He looks hungover, too, I thought. Yeah, he, he looked a wreck. He slept in the passenger seat and just, he looks a mess. Uh, John's phone rings. I guess they always keep it charged in the glove compartment. And it's a, his friend Adam uh, calls for John. And uh, eventually, though, claims to be his son. Yes, his name is Adam Milligan. And he um, does claim to be John's son. And he just was called. He didn't know John was dead, so that's why he called John's number. Um, so yeah, Dean at this point doesn't look happy. So the boys take off. They pull into a diner called Cousin Eleanor's Diner. 
Dean pops the trunk and he gets weapons. Uh, he's loading up. He's convinced it's a trap. Sam thinks the guy's for real. I guess he was surfing the internet on his phone on the way over and uh, looked up this guy. And he's a real dude. Um, he then, uh, they go inside, sit down. Dean still says, I think this is a trap. Oh. And he swaps out their glass of water for a glass of holy water. Right. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Um, when the woman is dragged under the bed, she knocks over a nightstand. And there's a photo of this woman with John Winchester. Forgot to mention that. Oh, I missed that detail. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so Dean's, you know, they're in the diner, Sam and Dean. They're sitting, uh, both sitting on the same side of the table, which always looks weird. <laughs> uh, Dean swaps out the glass of water for holy water. Uh, Dean is pretty upset and he's ready to smoke whatever uh, he thinks is setting him up. Mm-hmm. Sam figures, though, that, hey, this guy might be legit. You know, dad comes into town, saved some woman, <laughs> probably boned her, and then took off. As have Sam and Dean in the past. I mean, look at Madison. Um, and then Dan, not Dan, Dean. <laughs> he, well, he and Anna, who turned out to be an angel, but still. Um, and yeah, also, they're always loving him and leaving right. him. And, and also, not only did he put in the holy water and the glass, but he swapped out the silverware for real silver, just in case it's something that's um, sensitive to silver. Okay. Yeah, I missed that, too. Uh, really sad kid comes walking in and asks about his, sits down and asks about his dad. The boys said that they worked with him uh, as a mechanic, and he died because a car dropped on him. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the waitress comes up and recognizes this Adams, ki this Adam kid. So I guess he is like a real dude that's been in that town. Adam drinks the holy water. Nothing happens. Adam uses silverware and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And all the while, too, Dean's got like a gun drawn on the guy as well under the table. Well, yeah, Dean got the dr gun out. Drawn out. You know, Sam always wanted to be believe him and think of me like Dan said earlier. He told Dean, you know, this this could really be dad's kid. We'll never know. Sam asks the last time that they saw uh, saw John and said, oh, it was years ago, uh, but now my mom is missing. Need help. Dean wants to know why they've never heard of him. And he says, hey, my mom was a nurse. He had a hunting accident back in the day, patched him up. I guess they did the horizontal mambo <laughs> and took off. Um, yes, and at this point, Adam also mentions, you know, I remember he had this really cool car, the 67 Impala, so he knows about the Impala. It's got to be probably legit then. Yeah. yeah Dean is really annoyed, and uh, he, he snaps, and he's like, look, we're his sons. And Adam's like, well, I can prove it. So they go back to Adam's house, and he has a picture of... Uh, of himself, his mom, and John all together at a baseball game. <laughs> uh, which I thought was a real dick move. I, I can I can imagine what Sam and Dean are feeling. Like, wait, you went to a baseball game with him? Well, because, well Adam had no idea that they didn't go to baseball games with John. He had no idea he was a hunter and what he really did for a living. Well, I can see why their noses are bent out of joint, though. Yes. Because they clearly <laughs> are at this point. Uh... Sam asks about his mom missing, and she's been missing for a couple of days. The cops couldn't find anything. 
Uh, so I was like, oh, that lady that at the very beginning <laughs> that got drug under, that's his mom. Okay, right. cool. Got it. <laughs> um, we see some other pictures of John and Adam fishing. And Dean says, hey, I'm going to go look for clues. Adam calls him out. He's like, you're just a mechanic. How are you going to look at find clues that the cops missed? And he's like, oh, I got an eye for it. Sam and Dean then uh, step outside and talk to the, each other alone. Sam's back on his phone, I guess, during all this because he found a report of a bunch of grave robbings uh, when John came through originally. Because he came through in like the 90s and there was a right. series of grave robbings. Right. Um, yeah, and at some point they also got the picture of the other person that went missing recently. Because I put, they show a picture of that person and then that's when Dan... Dean sees what he sees in the back. Why do you keep calling Dean Dan? That's the no second idea. time. Now. I have no idea. Dan, Dean, and all, you know, it's all the same. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep calling him Dan. Uh, seems so. They basically figure like, oh, uh, whatever uh, came through here and uh, people went missing and grave robbings back in the day, seems like uh, Dad didn't kill it and now it's come back for more because these things seem cyclical in the supernatural universe they, they happen do. for a while then they go away for years and they come back exactly uh the boys go back into uh, the mother's bedroom to talk to adam and that's when dean spots some scratches on the floor the cops never saw these i guess but okay um they pull so they follow the scratches they pull the bed back and right underneath of it is an air vent the uh, Sam and Dean play rock, paper, scissors to see who goes into the air duct. Dean loses, as always. As always. Because he's always scissors and Sam's always rock. Yep. Why doesn't Dean ever change? You know, he even mentioned, he's like, when he's down in the air, he's like, I should have chose paper. <laughs> that's so weird. Well, that's what's so funny is because, you know, every time they play rock, paper, scissors, Dean's going to lose. That's part of the charm, I guess. <laughs> uh, Dean goes in, climbs around. And he finds a bunch of uh, bloody goo. A bunch of meat. Well, yeah, it looked like a bunch of blood and hair. It did not look like things were going to go well for <laughs> Mrs. Milligan. Someone's flesh was left behind. Yeah, the yeah. That place was going to smell come winter, and they had to run the furnace. <laughs> Commercial break. Commercial break. Back from there, the boys are in the hotel. Adam comes in and asks who they really are. Because what had happened during the commercial break, we learn, is that they had Adam call the police, and then they just took off. They just vanished on him. Uh, Sam lets them know that they're hunters in the real sense of hunting, not like deer and uh, bear hunting, but evil thing hunting. Uh, the camera cuts away for a moment, and then when the camera comes back, then it seems like they've spent the afternoon explaining everything to him. Because they're just wrapping up the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam says, uh, hey, since, uh, since you're brothers, I believe you. Since we're all brothers, I believe you. Adam asks if they think that uh, mom might be alive. But the boys look sad, so Adam figures, oh, she's dead. Mm -hmm. These guys know more than I do. Dean gets upset, upset that Adam is even being pulled into any of this. And it, because it's clear that dad was covering up that Adam even existed. This point, Dean walks out into the night pissed off and Sam hands Adam a gun. 
Yeah, he, Sam, I put Dan, Dean leaves pissed. Sam teaches Adam how to handle a gun. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and Dean had a point. He's like, you know, it usually ends badly for people who know about this stuff. So obviously dad was trying to protect Adam, not letting him know what he actually did for a living, not letting him know that he had brothers who were also hunters, you know, trying to keep him out of the gory family business, I guess. So I guess while Dean was out and about, he heard about a break-in at a mausoleum because he shows up at a mausoleum where there was a break-in and grave robbings. Dean finds embalming fluid, so we know that the body was actually opened up there, not just stolen. Mm -hmm. Then we see Dean at a bar. <coughs> he says that he's uh, looking for Joe Barton. The bartender just happens to be Joe Barton's wife. <laughs> Joe was a cop. He worked in the 90s on the grave robbing case. He found the bodies with the help of a specialist. And Joe said that, hey, no worries. We took care of, uh, we took care of it. It's all, all done and over with. So the specialist was John. John, John Winchester, yep. Yeah. Uh, then back to uh, Sam and Adam. They're uh, hanging out at the hotel, I guess, learning how to use a gun or something. Or watching uh, porno together. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they hear some sounds in the vents. They uh, flee outside of the hotel room. They uh, go up to the truck. Sam gets pulled under the truck. Gene shows up just in time to uh, pull him back out. And then he ducks under there with his shotgun and makes a blind shot under the truck. Commercial. And it's Dean, not Gene. <laughs> I call him Dan. You call, just call him Gene. <laughs> Back from commercial, we see that the truck was parked over a storm drain. Mm -hmm. They know uh, whatever this is, it's hunting all the same folks that were involved in the 90s. Yeah, they figure, you know, because it took uh, Joe, the bartender, who was a cop at the time, took uh, Adam's mom, who was John's lover. Um, so now it was after Adam. Looks like it was something trying to get some sort of revenge. Uh, Dean wants to drop the kid off at Bobby's, comes ba come back and finish the job that Dad started. Sam would rather train Adam and uh, use him as bait. <laughs> Adam steps out of the shadows and says he'll do it. So next thing we see is everyone's out in the woods. and It's daytime. Everyone's out in the woods and Adam's learning how to shoot a handgun. They go back inside. Sam is showing him more of the lore. Sam tells him people are weaknesses. People are a weakness. Hunting is life, et cetera, et cetera. Like Sam goes into parroting all the crap that his dad used to tell him. Dean pulls him aside then and calls him out for quoting dad uh, right before da Dean. Ugh, <laughs> quoting dad right before Sam went to school. Mm -hmm. And Sam's like, look, dad was right. I see it all now. Yeah, he's like, I thought back then dad was crap, but no, dad had it right. <laughs> yep. I. I I realize I was the idiot. I was the fool. Uh, Dean, he doesn't want to get Adam involved. So at first, Dean doesn't even like this guy and wants to kill him. Now he doesn't even <laughs> want him involved. Like, Dean just doesn't like Adam. Uh, Dean doesn't like anyone but Sam and Bobby. But yeah, no, Dean, he says he wants to have a normal life because I guess he was uh, pre-med at UW-Madison or something because this date that he lived in was Minnesota, so it wouldn't be that far of a stretch for him to be at the UW. Yeah, pre-med. So, yeah, D Dean wants him to grow up, have a normal life, become a doctor, not have to worry about all this hunting crap. Oh, yeah, and I think we got reciprocity with Minnesota, don't we? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the UW has reciprocity with them. So that would be a fine school to go to. 
It would be. Um, Dean says that uh, Adam doesn't need to be cursed like you and I are. And Sam's like, look, his last name's Winchester. He's already screwed. <laughs> well, he is a, his last name is Milligan, but he is a Winchester. So, yeah, pretty much he's already screwed. So He's that- a Win. Yeah, is a Winchester, not last name Winchester. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dean goes off and keeps looking for whatever they are hunting. Back at the mausoleum, Dean looks around and finds uh, a block in the wall that just doesn't look quite right. So he uh, bashes in the block, moves it out of the way, crawls in, ends up there's a tunnel in behind that wall, and it leads down into a larger crypt. Uh, right away, he finds Joe's glasses, because J- Joe wore these great big Cousin Oliver glasses, <laughs> by the way, which was another callback, right? Well, no, I mean, it he has to glasses, be. Yeah. He was wearing these great big goofball glasses. Like, no one's going to wear those, especially if you're a cop and not if you're a bartender, unless you're about 100 years old. Uh, so finds uh, the glasses on a dead body. Dean hears a noise from the tunnel entrance, and someone has put the blocks back in place, and a whole bunch of dirt falls in on the uh, tunnel, sealing him in the crypt. Yes, but did you notice that the dirt didn't fall down until Dean started shooting? It's like, had he just waited, he could easily push those those blocks back out. It's not that like anyone cemented him in. You know, he could have pushed him out as easily as he got him out when he originally went in. It was until after he started shooting that the tunnel collapsed. And, yeah, now he was stuck down there. And it wasn't like a full tunnel collapse. It just looked like some loose soil from right. above fell down. He could have probably easily just taken his hand and scooped it out. Exactly. In the course of about 10 minutes, he'd have been out of there. <laughs> he'd have been dirty, but free. Yeah, it was a little silly, but whatever. Uh, back at the uh, back at Adam's house, uh, Sam is boarding up the doors and salting all the windows. And once they're done with that, they hear Adam's mom's voice down, come from downstairs. So Adam quickly runs down, gives her a hug. Sam's like, "Whoa, that's not your mom! Step away!" And at this point, that's when I paused it and I looked at you and I said, "Wait, didn't they just board everything up? How'd this bitch get in the house?" They did. Yeah, because they'd boarded, not only boarded, I don't think they boarded the doors and windows. They did salt the doors and windows, but they boarded all the other vents. So, Oh, I the, thought there was wood and they were like hammering stuff in. Yeah, they were hammering, hammering all the vents closed. Oh, well, come on. If someone can crawl through a vent, it's going to be able to walk through the front door. That's why they salted it. All except for the one vent in the bedroom that his mother was originally dragged from. So obviously, whatever this was, Salt had no effect on it, therefore, wasn't a spirit, wasn't a demon. All right. Well, right as I'm wondering, wait, isn't everything boarded up? We go back to Dean. He opens up a coffin, and what do you know? There's Mom, dead. Mm-hmm. Back at Mom's, Sam tells Adam to shoot his mom. It's a monster. It's not really your mom. Yep. Sam says, that ain't your mom. And Adam's like, I know. And then he gets a real creepy smile on his face and then hits it. Hits Sam in the face with the butt of the gun. Uh, back down with Dean, he opens up another coffin and he finds dead Adam. Oh, no. So all of our questions have been answered within one little back and forth. <laughs> it was kind of fun. I, I When they reveal on one side, then they go to the other, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, commercial. We come back from commercial, and they are playing the biggest, loudest, craziest 
intense music at this scene. Did you notice that? Not really. Oh, my God. I wasn't paying attention to music at all. It was like the finale for a Star Wars movie. Just (laughs) dun, 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 dun. I mean, it was just like, tone it down. No, I did not pay attention to that. Like, Dean is stuck in a crypt. He's not being mobbed by a horde of zombies right now. You can back down the music. But he could have been. (laughs) Uh, Dean is seen. He's... He's looking around, trying to figure out a way out. We go back and we see that Sam is now tied down to a to Dr. Frankenstein's table. Yet again, they wheel out that same table. No, no, no. This was the kitchen table. Is no, what he was tied it down. wasn't the one with the arms? No. I thought for sure his arms no. were outstretched again. No. It was the kitchen table? It was just the kitchen ah, table. Rats. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure it was the same Dr. Frankenstein table. Nope. Uh... Sam sees the the monster mom using silver, and then he's like, oh, you're a ghoul. Yeah, you're not a shapeshifter. That's why the silver didn't bother you. Oh, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) He didn't quite say it like that, but it was kind of a bit of, Mm -hmm. I'm sure in Sam's mind it was like, oh, Jesus, I'm so silly. (laughs) I should have known. Well, ghouls typically eat dead people, and then they absorb their memories and thoughts. That's how we've got ghoul Adam and ghoul Adam's mom. And uh, the mom licks uh, some of Sam's blood and says, this blood tastes strange. We see Dean uh, down in the crypt. Somehow it's underground, but there's a glass ceiling above it. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that either. Like, it's how like is it was this a, a tunnel with <laughs> with uh, sunlight? Well, not, it wouldn't have been a sunlight, but the fact that that light would have then been on the floor of the floor above him. Who has a glass, like stained glass, on their floor, even in a mausoleum, is he even in a crypt? That just, to me, did not make sense. You're right. Yeah, why is there a window in the floor? Exactly, exactly. And then, so he breaks out all the glass, and then he climbs out of it. But then where does he climb out to? Another building or outside? No, I assumed it was just the upstairs of that particular part of the mausoleum. And then from there he could get out. But when he climbed, but he went straight, like he climbed into the wall and then he like went straight ahead for about 20 feet. I and, think. Then and then down, down into the crypt. Yeah. So it's like that window would be next door to the mausoleum and the just... <laughs> Is there like a big sign so the guy who had the lawnmower that has to mow the graveyard doesn't just go crashing through <laughs> the stained glass window in the ground? I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Very odd prop. Very weird way. Like they could have thought of other ways for him to get out of there. Yeah, they really could have. Uh, I don't, you know, like we said, even climbing out, you know, during that, that soil that he was in, why did, he could have gone through the... I don't know, maybe gone through the coffins and found someone's big top hat to help him, <laughs> to help him carry all the dirt out. That's what we'll find. <laughs> you know, people get buried in top hats all the time. That's, That's why they have to make seven-foot coffins. <laughs> I don't know. Even Harley's not buying your shenanigans. She's giving you the side they eye. They could right have there. come up with something else other than the <laughs> scary crypt underground has <laughs> sunlight made out of stained glass. Yes. Uh, okay, we go back to Sam, and the ghouls are licking up Sam's blood. They got, like, a hole in the side of him that the, the Adam ghoul is, like, sticking his finger in and then licking his finger like they're making uh, cookie dough. 
That's what it reminded me of, or like frosting. And yeah, the mom is just like licking away at his, I think by now they've cut his wrists and yes. starts licking on those. Uh, the ghouls say, hey, we're sick of eating dead people. We want fresh meat. Yes, and the reason they were going after the people they were going after, because apparently John and this other guy did kill their, what they called their father. So they spent the rest, then these, all these years on their own trying to survive. And that's why they got the bright idea. Hey, we're sick of chewing on dead people. Let's get some revenge for our dad. Uh, yeah, and then at this time, then the ghouls, they reveal that, hey, Adam really was your brother. And we ate him. <laughs> he was delish. <laughs> Dean comes in. By now, he must know that they're ghouls because, or like Sam yells at them, they're ghouls. Yeah. He, okay, then he, Dean just takes his shotgun right to the mother's head and blows it clean off. Well, he wants, even, you know, because he came in and shot, not that not a lot happened, and Sam yells out they're ghouls, so that's when Dan says, okay, headshot, boom, shoots her right in the head. Yeah, I know what that means, headshot. Uh, and that's a video game thing, if you didn't know, that whole, or at least that's what I think the reference i'm sure it's like a real life reference of fighting in a war but video well, games that's a really big thing because usually if you can shoot someone in the head in a video game it's an instant shot otherwise you got to shoot them a bunch in the body yeah so headshot always i think always trumps any other shot <laughs> not the flaming mole all right it's a sh it's a shot from simpsons oh right <laughs> Like, that sounds so familiar. Where's it? Yeah, the flaming mo. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, so, Dean and Adam, uh, the, the ghoul Adam, they start kung fu fighting all over the place. Sam, at this point, is still tied down, but he's now bleeding out pretty bad through his veins. He was trying to struggle and break free of the table, but it just made his blood pump harder. Yes. So, there's, like, blood filling up a bowl underneath of his wrist. Uh, Dean eventually gets the upper hand and beats uh, the Adam ghoul to death, then goes over and uh, unlocks Sam, unties him, however Sam was tied down. Gets him up off the uh, table, and uh, Sam's wrists are cut up and pretty nasty, but he just wraps him up with uh, a shirt. I guess he'll be fine with that. Yeah, you know. He's and we go to commercial. I was like, where is he going to get medical attention? Because those are some pretty big veins that need to be repaired. That's just it. They need to be. That's not something that you can just put a Band-Aid on. No, that was vein damage. He's going to lose fingers. Yes. At the very least. Whatever, though. Uh, commercial, and we come back. And the boys, they're giving Adam a hunter's funeral. And Dean says he knows why Sam and John butted heads so much, and that's because they're practically the same person. The end. The end. Yeah. Uh, so Jump the Shark was a terrible title for this episode. <laughs> there is a much better title. What's that? My Three Sons. <laughs> I, that that would have been that, way more that interesting. Been, that would have been. Yeah. Just because they brought in a, a new kid, then he's already dead. So it's like. Yeah, he is. We didn't even see the real Adam alive. No. Yeah, and on the, the IMDb, IMDb page, it says, A common junk the shark moment for family shows. Introduce a new younger child, such as Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch, who is referenced in this episode. Likewise, Supernatural in this episode introduces Adam, Sam and Dean's younger half-brother. Wait, though. 
we don't know exactly when uh, when ghoul Adam ate real Adam. What if it was the night before? So they really were like training him and talking to the real brother, and then the ghoul got him in the middle of the night and then swapped out. It's entirely possible. It's like we, you're right. We don't know exactly when the real Adam was killed. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. They don't even wonder that in the show. <laughs> were Not they ever really. talking to the real Adam, or was it always Ghoul Adam? Yeah, I guess we'll never know. Huh. Well, that stinks. I want answers to this. Kripke, if you could send us an email, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, that would be cool. Or McGee, whoever might know the answer to this. Don't know. Uh, but other than that, I, I, this is kind of a weak episode. This feels like a uh, a weak. This is basically a weak X Files episode. Don't you think? There's nothing in here that moves anything along, other than we see that uh, Sam is really getting into being a hunter, and Dean isn't maybe quite as. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, quite. I don't know. As enamored with it as it used to be? Not enamored, but... Uh, Damn it, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I'll gung-ho over it? I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah I guess. He, he doesn't have so much machismo about the, uh, the operation. Right. Because of the fact that he did want to try and insulate Adam from all this stuff. Um, yes, it looks like this is a standalone episode, but I know... That this does become a pivotal episode in the future. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And that's all I can say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fine. Uh, anything notable about this episode that stood out to you? I mean, what am I missing? Uh, no, not really. Uh, no, that's that's about it, really. You know, we just know that Sam and Dean did have a half-brother that they knew, never knew about, and now, unfortunately, they'll never get to know him. And you admit that My Three Sons would have been a better title. Yes, it would have. <laughs> it really would have. Well, you'd be looking at that in the next week's, you know, listing in your TV guide going, My Three, my three Sons, what? They got a brother? I <laughs> oh, can't wait to meet him. And then he'll be dead by the end. <laughs> yep. All right, so what's the body count? Uh, the body count on this is four. Well, let me just go back to that. Four. Um, I'm only counting three, though, because I'm counting the dude, the bartender, Adam and his mom. So I don't know who the fourth one would have been. Bartender, Adam, mom. Um... Yeah. Who else would have there been? There wasn't any other. I mean, they're not counting. They're not counting the ghouls because that would have put it up to five if you counted the ghoul mom and ghoul Adam on top of the real mom and real Adam. Yeah, they normally don't count. No. Uh, would have been someone from the 90s? Did they mention anyone getting murdered? No, it they just... They didn't really sp specify. They just said grave robbings, right? Right. I don't think anyone in the 90s was killed because, yeah, it was just all grave robbing, and that's what John and 
this other Joe character who is a ex-cop bartender um, went after. So yeah, it was just the bartender, Adam and his mom. Yet again, this IMDb can't can't trust him for the uh, <laughs> for the supernatural body count. No, and what I'm going to have to do from now on is each time a, a body drops, I'm just going to have to tick it on a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, my body drop count. It's got to be worth something. <laughs> uh, the day night count on this. We have no idea. At least three days, possibly more. We don't know how long Dean was trapped in the crypt. We assume it was most of the night. <laughs> it's, it looked like about three minutes. Yeah, well, you know. Until he found it. the skylight above him. <laughs> the sky slash floor light. <laughs> Just what you want while walking through a graveyard. All of a sudden, a window down into a crypt. Oh, there's more dead people under there. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Yay, lots of dead people. <laughs> they really pack them in. Okay, uh, anything else? No, that's about all I have. Just a reminder, we have an excellent website called coupleofidgets.com where you can uh, get all the episodes and uh, information on how to uh, get them delivered to you daily via your podcast program. You know, we do it on the iTunes and TuneIn and Spotify. <coughs> so you can get them that way as well. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Couple of Hunters. Come on over and say hi there. It's called Armchair Hunters. Man, <laughs> how do I screw that up? It's called Armchair Hunters, not Couple of Hunters. <laughs> You're probably just running some weirdos at that group. You never know. Uh, yeah, Facebook group. And tomorrow's episode will be? Season 4, episode 20, The Rapture. We must be getting close to, this, to the end of the season, right? Yes, and tomorrow...